What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress Anna Paquin and the movie French Exit. First, let's talk about the career of actress Anna Paquin, who I believe is one of the most underrated actresses of her generation. I have been a huge fan of Anna Paquin since I first saw her in the X-Men series. And unlike most kid actors who appear in kid shows, Paquin was acting on the big screen and won an Oscar at 11 years old in the movie The Piano, along with Holly Hunter, who also won the Oscar for that film. So right off the bat, Paquin reached the highest level of success for an actor in some people's eye. I mean, the same thing happened with Tatum O'Neill, who won an Oscar at age 10 for Paper Moon. I mean, this happens, but most of the time it happens, and then that's the biggest thing that ever happens to that person. That becomes the thing about that person. Tatum O'Neill didn't have much of an acting career after that film. Yes, she appeared in the baseball film The Bad News Bears but she kind of peaked as a child and that's why I think Paquin is a fascinating study case because she did not peak as a child. I think the movies she makes after The Piano are way better than the one that made her famous. Like I said before, the first time I saw Paquin on screen was in the X-Men films as Rogue along with Hugh Jackman and for me, she's one of the best things about that film. She's pivotal to the plot and has great chemistry with Jackman and then in the latter two films her character not her becomes a crutch to the franchise they didn't know what to do with her character the whole she doesn't want to be a mutant thing became old and overall I thought Paquin was underused in the franchise by X-Men Last Stand her arc was annoying and distracting the first movie is the only film in that franchise that did Rogue any justice They made her the key to the plot. Her, along with Jackman, Ian McClellan, and Patrick Stewart, are the best things in that movie. I was looking back and watching some of Paquin's past work, and man, does she have a great taste in filmmakers. She has worked with Cameron Crowe on Almost Famous, Gus Van Sant on Finding Forrester, Spike Lee on 25th Hour, Noah Baumbach on The Squid and the Whale, Kenneth Lonergan on Margaret, and Martin Scorsese. Scorsese on The Irishman. These are some of the best films of the last 20 years or so. I mean, come on. Almost Famous is the quintessential Cameron Crowe film. Anna Paquin only has a small role in it, but still, what a high-quality film to be a part of. Then with Gus Van Sant on Finding Forrester, I thought she was really good in that film. She had smaller roles in Spike Lee's 25th Hour and Noah Baumbach's The Squid the Whale, but she really worked in both movies quite well. I love her scenes with Jesse Eisenberg and Jeff Daniels in The Squid and the Whale. And also in 25th Hour with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think for a period of time, Paquin had a character archetype. She was playing intellectual teens who were rebellious. That's the type of character she was playing. She did it in The Squid and the Whale, 25th Hour, and Margaret. I mean, that's the type of characters she was playing, and she was playing it super believably. I mean, she 
she also does it to an extent in 25th Hour. Like, she's playing this really smart, curious character who doesn't really want to abide by the rules of society. She's really good at playing rebellious teens in her heyday. I mean, in a lot of her movies, she's a wild card, even as Rogue in the X-Men. I mean, she's talking about running away from home. She's talking about not wanting to abide by societal standards. I mean, recently, Paquin was the star of the vampire series True Blood, which I wasn't a big fan of, but she also appeared in Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, and I thought her scenes between Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were super effective, even though she didn't have a lot of lines in that movie, and that was discussed. Yes, would I have liked to see Anna Paquin have a few more lines in the movie? Yes, but I thought her performance was super effective alongside those on-screen legends. I mean, her willingness to take smaller parts to work with great filmmakers is something that I really admire. I mean, the fact that she has a smaller role in a Noah Baumbach film, a Spike Lee film, and a Martin Scorsese film, I think that says a lot about her in the type of high-quality movies that she's trying to be a part of. I mean, look at the amount of caliber actors she's gotten to work with. Robert De Niro, Sean Connery, Edward Norton, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Hugh Jackman, the list goes on and on. Pacino, I mean, she's gotten to work with some of the best actors of all time, and probably Paquin had the star power to be the lead in lesser movies, but she decided to work with some of the best directors and actors of all time, and that's something she should get a lot of credit for, because it's probably given her career longevity, that you can look at her resume and say, wow, Anna Paquin is not really in a lot of bad movies. My favorite Anna Paquin performance is in the movie Margaret. It's her best leading role and she carries the entire film. It's one of the best coming of age movies out there and not enough people have seen it. This Kenneth Lonergan masterpiece. I think that the mother-daughter relationship in this film between Paquin and J. Smith Cameron is just as good as the one between Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird. I mean, Kenneth Lonergan has made three of the best movies of the last 25 years with You Can Count on Me, Margaret, and Manchester by the Sea. I need Kenneth Lonergan to make more movies right now. And with Paquin, he gets the best performance out of her. I mean, it's a super long movie, but it's worth the watch. And like I said, it has a lot of comparisons with a modern classic Lady Bird. I mean, also, you have this relationship between Kieran Culkin's character and Paquin's character that's a lot like the relationship between Saoirse Ronan's character and Timothy Chalamet's character in Lady Bird. I find those relationships to be eerily similar. If you have not seen the movie Margaret, I highly, highly recommend it. I think after watching it, you will see Anna Paquin in a very different light. I mean, a a lot of people only know her from these supporting parts in bigger movies like X-Men, but she is a high-caliber leading actress, especially in the movie Margaret. Paquin is next set to appear in the movie American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story with Zachary Levi playing the Hall of Fame quarterback. If this film is any good, it could be a massive, massive hit. And I hope it is because I am a big fan of Anna Paquin. And here are the Anna Paquin performances I highly recommend. X-Men, Almost Famous, Finding Forrester, 25th Hour, X2, The Squid and the Whale, Margaret, and 
the Irishman. Let's switch gears and talk about the movie French Exit. Here's a quick synopsis. After losing her fortune, Frances Price leaves New York and moves to Paris with her son Malcolm. This is a movie that came out in the middle of the pandemic that I was really curious about because a lot of people were saying that this was one of the best performances given by acting legend Michelle Pfeiffer. And man, were they right about that. Pfeiffer is one of the best actresses of her generation and in this film, she gives an incredible performance as an unlikable character at times who is very blunt. Since breaking out with Scarface, Pfeiffer has given some of my favorite performances in Batman Returns and the criminally underrated film Stardust. I think when she is playing a sinister character, she is at her absolute best. I mean, you have Catwoman and Batman Returns. I mean, that's iconic. It's going to be interesting to see if Zoe Kravitz can bring that same kind of thing to the character in the new Batman film. I mean, that's going to be a tough one to beat. And then in this film, Stardust, I just recently watched watched it. It's incredible. And Pfeiffer is the absolute best thing of the movie. I mean, she's just brilliant at playing characters who are cruel. In more recent years, she's appeared in the movie Mother, that crazy Darren Aronofsky film that a lot of people talked about that starred Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence. That movie is crazy scary. I really like it, but it's definitely a weird one. You also have Murder on the Orient Express, that Kenneth Branagh revival of that iconic series. That's an okay movie. And then you have Ant-Man and the Wasp and Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. So she's really been doing more bigger studio films other than Mother. And now with this film, French Exit, this is like a smaller indie film that not a lot of people have seen. But I do think it was an Oscar-worthy performance given by Michelle Pfeiffer. And she is one of the absolute best actors ever not to win an Oscar. Pfeiffer is next set to appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, the movie Turn of Mind with Annette Bening, and the series The First Lady with Viola Davis, Dakota Fanning, and Aaron Eckhart. And also in this film is Lucas Hedges, who after appearing as a lot of intense characters early on in his career, Lucas Hedges in his last few films has become a calming presence in waves. He was at his most movie star in my opinion. He's a charming presence in that film and then in Let Them All Talk and in this movie he's hilarious and has unbelievable chemistry with Meryl Streep and Michelle Pfeiffer. He has become so believable working across some of the best actresses ever. It's kind of scary. It's going to be interesting to see where Lucas Hedges takes his career from here. He has not been in a big time blockbuster. A lot of people compare Hedges to Timothy Chalamet. Well Timothy Chalamet is now going to be the lead of a huge massive studio film in Dune. Will Lucas Hedges ever be the lead of a movie like that? I don't see that happening. I like where his career is going. He is working with interesting filmmakers and working with some of the best actors ever. Tracy Letts from The Big Short Lady Bird and Ford v Ferrari is also in this movie and his scenes in this film are hilarious. I've never seen anything like the character he plays on screen before. 
the moments between him and the other characters are laugh out loud hilarious. I'm not going to reveal which character he's playing, but it is special and unique to say the least. This film, directed by Azazel Jacob, is absurd in all the right ways. The tone is perfect and everyone involved feels like they are in the same movie. You will never see another film like French Exit, and that's something that I am looking for in movies. Do I think French Exit is the best movie of the year? No. Do I think it's unbelievable? Do I think it's all-time great? No. But it is unique and different in a world where we are getting a lot of the same movies over and over and over again. We are getting sequels, superhero movies, sci-fis. We're getting all the same type of movies over and over again. I am looking for something different. So if you are like me and are looking for something different, then French Exit is for you. It is something completely different and you get to see an iconic movie star and Michelle Pfeiffer do something on screen you've never seen her do before. This is the best use of her skill set. Like I said earlier, she is brilliant at playing sinister and cruel characters. Her character in this is so blunt. I love to see a movie star play an unlikable character like this. It's kind of like Gene Hackman in the Royal Tannenbaums. He's so unlikable in that movie. It's so awesome to see somebody so iconic playing a character like that because so many movie stars, all they do is play likable characters. And yes, we love it when movie stars do that. We love when Tom Cruise plays Ethan Hunt. We're always rooting for Ethan Hunt, but sometimes it's cool to see Tom Cruise play an unlikable dude like he did in Tropic Thunder or Magnolia. And that's what Michelle Pfeiffer is doing in this movie. She is playing an unlikable character at times, but somehow gets you to like them. And that's what a movie star does. They get you to root for somebody you find despicable. Pfeiffer makes this character feel human and that's something that Cruz does in Magnolia and it's something that Gene Hackman does in the Royal Tannenbaums. Yes, the characters that they are playing in these movies are terrible human beings, but their movie star charisma makes you feel for them and they feel like real people instead of leading character archetypes who we look at as heroes. That's not something I am looking for in movies. Take Christian Bale for example. Yes, I love him as Batman, but he's kind of boring when he's playing the hero. He's way more exciting in a movie like American Psycho or The Fighter. In The Fighter, he's playing a real-life person who's kind of terrible at times, but somehow you root for him. In an American Psycho, he is just giving an all-time performance. Those are the type of performances I like to see, and that's what you get from Michelle Pfeiffer in French Exit. While watching this movie, I came to realize something. We as a society have become obsessed with movies and shows about wealthy people who are out of touch with reality. You have that in this movie with the character that Michelle Pfeiffer is playing. She loses her wealth and then doesn't know what to do with herself because that's how she values herself as a human being. And we are seeing that in more and more movies and TV shows. You saw that on two of the biggest TV shows of the last five years. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is about a family who doesn't know what to do with themselves after they lose their fortune. They now have to move into this smaller town and try to relate with society. I mean, it's something that these people struggle with. You also get it in Succession. Succession is about a show about a spoiled rich family that is swept up in their own world. They do not care about the rest of society. They are only in it for the money. And we as an audience are obsessed.
obsessed with these kind of stories and the downfalls of these people because these people are not actual human beings or at least they don't act like it. They pretend like they mask their problems with their fortune. But then when we watch these shows, we get swept up in the fact that they are indeed real people with real struggles. I mean, Pfeiffer's character Frances had all these same problems while she was wealthy, but then she had to come face to face with all of her issues because of the fact that she could no longer hide her issues with her fortune and her issues with her son and her issues with her ex-husband. Those issues could not be hidden anymore. She had to come face to face with reality. And that's what's something I think we like seeing on screen because in real life, we don't get that from any of these actual rich people. These billionaires never come face to face with reality. So to see it fictionalized on screen, I think it's a comfort feeling we like to have. We would like these actual real people to face their actual real issues instead of hiding in the fact that they are richer than us, that they are better than us because they are not living in a real reality. These shows and movies are more of what we want from our society to have these people come face to face with who they actually are because we don't know who they actually are. So I think we like to see it in shows and movies like French Exit, Schitt's Creek, and Succession. I think these movies and shows accurately depict how out of touch millionaires and billionaires can be. I mean, Francis and Kendall Roy from Succession are completely out of touch with the rest of society. They are only thinking about themselves all of the time. And that they are hiding their feelings in their fortune. They are more scarred than most of us, but they can hide behind the fact that they are insanely rich. I think you're going to get more and more TV shows and movies about how wealthy people are out of touch with reality because you get a lot of interesting and colorful characters. Plus, they make these rich people feel like real-life human beings when in real life, they don't feel like that at all. Overall, I think French Exit is an interesting, odd movie that has a lot to say about society and stars two of the most fascinating movie stars working today. The pairing of Michelle Pfeiffer with Lucas Hedges is incredible. I want them to make more movies together. It's such an odd pairing, but they are two of the most unusual movie stars of this era. I think both are also super underrated and both should probably have Oscars by now. Like, I think Lucas Hedges, even though he's young, should have won an Oscar for Manchester by the Sea, and Michelle Pfeiffer should have an Oscar. Maybe not for Batman Returns, which I would give it for, but she should definitely have an Oscar award. The last thing I want to say about the movie is that the best overall scenes of the movie are the ones between Tracy Letts character and Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges. I can't tell you what the big reveal is, but it is so worth it just to watch this film. I highly recommend you check out French Exit. You get Michelle Pfeiffer, who's an all-time great, who's so good at playing characters like this. You get Lucas Hedges, who is at the top of his game. This is an interesting, odd, quirky film. I mean, yeah, it's one of those films that's really weird, but I think sometimes you can watch a movie and go, wow, it's just so good because of the performance of this legendary performer. I mean, just Michelle Pfeiffer alone is enough to get you to watch French Exit. It's so 
good. You don't get to see a lot of performances like it. It's like Joker. A lot of people had mixed feelings about Joker, but the one thing you can't deny about Joker is Joaquin Phoenix is incredible in that movie, and Michelle Pfeiffer is equally incredible in French Exit, and for that reason, I highly recommend you check out French Exit. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, and this week on the podcast, I put the spotlight on the career of actress Anna Paquin and the movie French Exit. Next week is a jam-packed episode as I'm talking about John Krasinski's A Quiet Place Part 2 starring Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe, and Killian Murphy, and two of Disney's newest animated films, Raya and the Last Dragon, starring Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina, and Luca, starring Jacob Tremblay and Jack Dylan Grazer. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>